Welcome to Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. We're here to help you take your health, fitness, and mindset to the next level. It's time to level up. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. This is our first time in what, four weeks that we haven't had a guest on? I know, it's a nice little bit of a break that we can just sit here and have a gas bag. I know, the band's back together, the OGs. <laughs> the OGs. Today we are talking about how to choose a good coach. Yeah, so this is a topic that um, I think will help a lot of people out there. I know um, myself and I'm sure Danny, we get a lot of questions about how to pick a good coach or who is a good coach, who would we recommend? And I'm always very reluctant um, to give out recommendations because it's, it's, it's a big topic. So that's why we're here. That's right, because to have a coach it's like choosing any type of relationship in your life and and it's something that you need to work out for yourself if you are looking for a coach no one can actually say go with so and so because how do they know what you want and the type of people that you vibe with so yeah and someone who i might like working with may not be suited for you and vice versa so you know it's important to know where to start where to look and that may not be instagram Oh, yes. Bang. Mic drop. Um, yeah, so there are it different... Could be. It could be. Could but it may not, not be. May not be. We've got to broaden our horizons for sure. And a coach is essentially... I always just think of Cinderella. Remember, she goes in the coach. It's in that big pumpkin. It's someone or something that takes you from A to B. Mm, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just took all that credit. I'm like, yeah, that was a good... <laughs> No, I do like that. From A to B. So, you know, everyone sort of calls themselves a coach and that's fine, but they need to take you from where you are now to where you want to be. Mm. And I guess that is the difference between what we'll chat about is like, what is an online coach? What is a mentor? What is a personal trainer? Or what do you expect out of a comp prep coach? Mm -hmm. Because they all wear different hats. So it's important that when you're inquiring or looking or choosing, you know exactly what you're after. That is right. So it all starts from you. Work out what you actually want. Mm. What value, what service, what product do you need and who will be the best suited for that job? Yeah. So when it comes to choosing what, because we've had coaches, I've had the same coach for the whole time, but I have a lot of mentors and, and so have you. And we always talk about that. So what are some of the points that you look for? when choosing a coach or a mentor or someone just to help you through life? Are you asking me? I'm asking you, actually. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, I guess it comes down to, you know, for a long time I looked at comp prep. Okay, I need a comp prep coach. I need someone who's going to get me through a prep. Now I sort of identify that my life is like one big prep and I just need people to add value to me in areas where I'm I'm limiting myself or perhaps where I don't have as much knowledge. So Mm. um, for me, I'm always seeking out mentors rather than just direct coaches because I do think that there is a difference between someone who is perhaps a mentor. Um, Like you said, I feel like they give you the Cinderella effect. You put them Mm. in and they address everything Mm -hmm. uh, versus coaching in a a specific area for a specific thing. Like if you need a powerlifting coach, Mm. it's going to be very specific to powerlifting. Yeah. So I feel like mentors, they have like a bit more of a spectrum to offer. Yep, yep, and it's sort of a more back and forth engagement rather than, right, here's the process, this is what we do. Is that what you mean? Yeah, 100%. What do you look for? 
Um, in terms of, yeah, exactly what you just said, but then to add something different, I suppose, someone that I vibe with. Yes. I want to have fun too, man. Of course. You know, we got to get along with that person, just like any relationship in our life. We have to have similar values. We have to, um, mesh. mesh. You'd want to take a fishing. I always say that. Have you you'd heard that analogy? Now, no, actually. <laughs> so you'd want to take him fishing. It's like a country thing. You'd say, ah. I wouldn't take him fishing. Like, you couldn't sit in a fishing boat with him. Oh, God, that'd be awkward. Yes. Especially if no fish are biting. You'd be no. like, fuck this. <laughs> um, but <laughs> what I was going to say is, well, in health and fitness, you know, it's such an oversaturated market with lots of coaches. And like Danny said, everyone's an online coach. But just because it's oversaturated doesn't mean that quantity outweighs quality. You still mm-hmm. have to be looking for, you know, the hidden diamonds amongst um, the rocks. Yeah. And I reckon you have to almost have someone that you look up to almost because they need to have that sort of authority over you a little bit for you to take them seriously, I reckon. Oh, of course. Like, they can't be your best mate. No. We, yeah, and as coaches ourselves, we need to know when to, you know, be friendly and personable in ourselves but then also crack the whip when we need to because yeah. that's what a coach also does. Needs that push-pull relationship, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you need to be able to push when appropriate and also pull and let in when when um when that's appropriate as well and i think what danny said um that's really important is that it is a relationship and you still need to be able to like i said it's a very saturated industry everyone's got their own way but who are you going to be able to learn from communicate with and interpret what they're saying appropriately because everyone can teach you how to do a squat so in the world of what to do Who's going to be able to apply the why and for you to follow it? Mm. And like Danny said, that could be an authority thing. It yeah. could be an authority thing. So you look up to someone, you respect them, um, you admire their their authority. So you do adhere to what they're saying. At the end of the day, a lot of it comes down to human behavior and yeah. um, everything as well. Not just experience, mm-hmm. not just results, mm-hmm. but human interaction and connection. How do they communicate? Yeah, because if they're spitting out cues that they learned out of a textbook, but it doesn't land with you and resonate with you, then it's useless. So that engagement of the same language is really important. You have Mm -hmm. to understand each other's needs and and go to each other's level Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, I think both... Danny and myself, we absorb a lot of content from a lot of people who have PhDs and, mm. you know, sometimes it goes in one ear and out the other of mine. Yep. And I think it's great. You've got this qual and you've got all this information, but it is fucking useless for people like me because I don't understand a word what you're saying. Yep. And if I don't understand, there's a lot of other girls that don't. Yep. So, you know, that's why it's important. It's like who can take that information and present it in a digestible way that you're going to be able to learn because something that someone said to me recently that really resonated is that you can only understand up to your current level of knowledge. So Mm. if people are trying to educate you way beyond what you're understanding, you're not going to interpret it or um, retain that information to begin with. Yeah, and it has to be simple. So the moral is really, if you can't tell it to a six-year-old, you don't know it well enough. Mm. You know, there's no point sort of overcomplicating things unnecessarily. And a lot of people do use big words and overcomplicate yeah, things. As we a... know why. <laughs> Bless. Know. But a lot of people don't know why. So, you know, that's why it's important to, um, you know, not be intimidated by just the authority or, or that mm-hmm. sort of status. But how are you going to learn from them? Yeah. 
Yeah, so we've kind of uh, started talking about coaching services and things, but we want to really make it clear there's difference between a coach and an online generic program that you've bought, Mm. okay? Which both serve a purpose, but don't buy a $29 program and expect the business class service as yep. well. We got to, you know, go put it back on ourselves as well. Like a lot of things in life, you get what you pay for. Yeah. So, you know, if you're paying for um, a premium service, you can expect it. Um, but if you're not, it, like Danny said, if you're investing as much as a frappe in your morning coffee, then that is the mm-hmm. value that you're going to get, um, get it worth. Get yep. it worth it. <laughs> So a lot of people will sell these programs and it's important to understand that they're not your coach. You've mm. brought a product from them. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. So that's when the expectations need to be made from the start. Mm-hmm. They have to be made and then you will know what you're working with yeah. and met. So And it goes back. So the expectation of your coach, but then the expectations of you as a client yes. as well. So when you first inquire with a new coach, they should be having like a consultation with you, mm-hmm. sitting you down, talking about what they offer, um, you know, obviously all the um, logistics like price and everything like that. And then that's your opportunity to jump in and really answer any of those questions or ask any of those questions about, you know, what's communication look like? What's timelines look like? Yep. How many weeks are we on board for? What's the process look like? like you really need to be interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you yeah yeah but then also learn to sit back as well and adhere to their methods because if you knew it all you wouldn't be seeking out a coach yeah so there's that fine line between back and forth Mm. a little bit of compromising with your needs but then you know they're the authority for a reason and you got to adhere to them as well Yeah. yeah something i used to just would just be like I will I back a coach when I'm in coaching I back it Mm. if I have rationale and I think that's really important is like if you're being told to do something it's it's okay to ask for why I think that's like that's really powerful if um you know a lot of the times some people might be like just that's the way we do things right Mm. like you hear that often that's a cop-out bullshit answer that's a red flag yeah ding 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 Mm. you know don't be in the business of collecting red flags if people are saying things like that to you then it's generally you know well maybe they don't understand because they can't explain it to me so you know when you are going through um you know your consultation calls and all these sorts of stuff again like it is okay to ask why and question those sorts of things and i think people are using the terms the term trust the pro pro trust the process <laughs> thank you i'm, I'm glad you had my back that, but i'm tired that- trust the process that's not a fucking answer anymore that means i don't actually know what i'm talking about yeah exactly like, yeah i reckon i respect people who actually say look i i don't know the answer but i can find out or yeah. ask this because if i actually don't know i'm not going to pretend that i do yeah because that's not helping them yeah. And then I'd say, okay, I'll refer you out or let me look up a, a journal article on yep. this or something like that. Yep. As a coach, I don't want people to trust me. I want them to test me. Hey, so like, I like that. You know, because I'm like, I'm an open book. I don't know yeah. everything. If I don't know, and I'm like, oh shit, I don't know. Like maybe yep. maybe we can find that out. Like, yeah, that's good. You know, we no one knows everything. Your coach does not know everything. No. If they claim that they do know everything about a topic. Mm. red flag <laughs> yeah but oh, keep asking um questions and why you're doing yeah. things because that's part of the education process yeah only if that's the service that you have paid for that's right so i think you know we're probably mostly talking about this one-on-one online coaching model that is quite yeah. um 
popular at the moment, I guess you could call it. Like a lot of people are engaging in one-on-one um, coaching. Yeah, it's which not is the great. Same. Yeah, it's great. You know, investing in your education and everything's really important. But, you know, perhaps we'll talk about what online coaching is and what it isn't and when maybe it's appropriate and when perhaps it's not. Yeah, great. So to delve into online coaching, Personally, I feel like you need to have some sort of training history face-to-face because if you've never touched a weight before, you need someone there actually helping you face-to-face for the first six to 12 months at least. That's what I say. Yeah. Six months of at least a bit of consistency with your training and, um, you know, trying to follow that process because I think um, that process, but Mm -hmm. I think, you know, a lot of people sort of skim over, oh, I don't want to just have a personal trainer every now and then. I think so much value in just like popping down to your local gym and having a few training sessions. You know, that was one of the things that I did that I wish I did right back at the start. Like Mm. I got a strength and conditioning coach and polished up all my compound lifts and learned so much just from that one session a week that I did um, for a little while. And I was like, wow, this is so valuable. I wish I did this a long time ago. And I think that is a really good place and a far better investment of your money. Yeah. So why didn't you a long time ago? Where I lived, I just didn't have the option of Mm. a trainer that, um, I wanted to train under. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You have to want to train under them too. Yeah. 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 And to be honest, I didn't even think that that was like what you would, I didn't think I was like ready for a personal trainer. Yeah, and I right. think we've spoken about this before as being like, yeah. oh, I should have a go on my own first. No. Um, and you know, like I don't regret anything because I think, you know, you learn a lot from these sorts of mistakes and yep. we're here talking about them. Um, but like my advice to a lot of people now when they're inquiring about online coaching that have less than that six months is, you know, I think your money would be better spent off doing this, yeah. polishing up your technique, building a bit of foundation in terms of strength and everything, and then investing your money into online coaching where you'll get far more value. Yeah, yeah. And they don't have to be the the most amazing coach in the world you know just get someone to show you the machines at the gym at least yeah you know anyone with a cert three can bloody do that and there's not much room for error Mm. they don't have to teach you teach you how to squat and deadlift like a a champion but at least start learning the machines yeah so you can feel confident as well because that's a big thing it's like people go in and they're like yeah that that one where the leg sort of flicks out and you're like leg extension you know it's just about (laughs) being like what what's this for what muscles are this using yeah. like um you know we're not asking them to yeah polish up your body split squat and make it perfect and do all these sorts of things it's about you and you getting confidence in that training environment yeah perfect so then fast forward cool you've done that you've learned the basics all right you want to start online coaching mm. So then we spoke about making the expectations clear and really sort of interviewing each other. Can you help each other out? Yes or no. Now, it's important for you as a client's point of view to actually work out the value that they'll give you because there's no point going in and just signing up and then turns out, you know, they can't actually help you. That's both your fault. Mm -hmm. You should have been steered in a different direction. Mm -hmm. So I think make it really clear of the value that will be provided to you. Mm Mm-hmm. From the get-go. Yeah. And like something I always think as well is like, look at the person and the product and the service Mm. and really look at it. Is that something that you want? You know, are you buying a shred program? Are you buying a toning program for a certain purpose? Like what are you actually buying or who are you investing your money in? Is that someone that you really want to work from? Is that the outcome that you want? You know, it's easy to get caught up in different names and federations and perhaps, you know, these... 
um, high level coaches sometimes, but you need to pull it back and be like, what is it that I actually need and have a think. Yeah. Because the goal of to be shredded, there's, that's just very surface level. Mm. What are you buying? Play the long-term game, gals. Long-term game. For someone to say, I want a six pack. Are they saying I want social acceptance? I want self-belief. I want self-confidence, self-worth, you know, really explore your, your why. Mm. And it's deep, dark, nasty shit, but it's like, all right, maybe I was never accepted, um, you know, at school and, you know, I got teased all the time. If I worked on my physique, maybe I'll finally love myself. Like it's deep stuff Mm. and a six week shred program, you know, it's not going to actually fulfill those emotional needs. Yeah. And, you know, like, again, that is something that some coaches might um, work on with you is some of those emotional needs. Others know. Mm -hmm. So it's important, again, expectations because, you know, in our industry, and this is something I struggled with stepping in because as a nurse and a midwife, this mm. is my job. This is my scope of practice. Mm. These are my roles and responsibility, and this is the registration I hold. This, yeah. is it, this is the job I'm applying for, and these are my KPIs. And, yeah. you know, whereas this is messy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Everyone's trying to wear all the hats. Yeah. It's dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Online coaching, there is no criteria. There is no set standard. It's not regulated. So that's why when you're looking around for someone, you just need to be sure in what you're asking for and what you're getting. Yeah, that's right. And then any coach who feels that they can't fulfill what you need to, I think, a, at least you know standard it should be above and beyond optimal coaching that you receive but if they're going to do a mediocre job at something you know they should refer you out Mm. like when would you refer so because what i offer i've stepped away from any nutrition um guidance i specialize in programming and Mm. rehab I refer out when it doesn't fall under sort of the programming and rehab um or even just gym training, even though they all kind of interlink. And I offer, I say I offer guidance on anything that's not in my umbrella, but I would refer out if someone comes to me, obviously for um, a specific nutrition guidance, or if I notice that they need uh, to speak to counselling. Yeah. Yeah. So eating disorder tendencies, um, addictive personality type things. I go, look, I work in with XYZ and... Um, you know, we work as a team. I've chosen to specialize in this area programming. This person can help you, you know, Mm. with your binge eating or with whatever Mm. else comes up. And then they respect that. Yeah. That's important. And that's the one thing is like when, if you say like, look, I don't think I can give you as much value as what you need or where you're at, your journey, that like is a, that's a good coach. Like mm. if someone refers you on and says like, I think you will get more value from this, you know, that, that is a fantastic thing that yep. is not done often enough. Mm. And it's for your best interest. Spot on. Spot on. Definitely. Um, pre-screening was something we wanted mm. to chat about. So again, talking strategically and specifically about one-on-one coaching, um, not programs or anything like that, that you just buy online. Yeah. So, you know, if you're investing in someone like, for example, with Danny, um, specializes in rehab sort of exercises, um, and programming, you would expect that you'd go through, um, like a questionnaire at the start or exercises on how to develop that program. 
Yeah, nailed it because, and, and even with yourself, you provide your screening tools as well. Um, it's important because if you sign on with someone and they don't know anything about you, they don't know the macros you used to eat or the food, they don't know how you actually move, yet they hand you a plan, that's a red flag. Because mm. what are they basing it off? Yeah. Nothing. Generic. Mm. Generic. And like, obviously, like if you come into something and you're like, I don't know what I eat, I don't know what I do, like, you know, then then you they can only work off the information you give them. Yeah. But if they're not pre-screening and looking at your limitations, specifically around exercise, like mm. I just think that that should be stock standard. Like yep. pre-screening should be stock standard. If they're not looking at the way that you're lunging or doing certain exercises, how are they going to build a program that's customized to you? Yeah. What if you only train three days a week then all of a sudden they hand you six days Christ, it's not realistic right away yeah or what yeah. if you know you were only eating 1200 calories and yeah you want to build muscle but they didn't actually ask how many calories and they put you on 2000 in the first week mm. you know they mm. need to slowly yeah. adjust what you're actually doing yeah. for the long haul and this is why it's important like to realize that one-on-one coaching is a long-term project yeah it is not like this isn't where you go to get shredded in eight weeks because mm. a good coach won't do that to you mm-hmm. a good coach will do pre-screening they will help you work on um, any issues you have around food whether it's involving other practitioners or whatever it may be but they address all these underlying issues before they throw you in a, in a steep deficit or let you pursue a six-pack because we're humans Mm. and coaches are still good people but what we're trying to say is a good coach it's a long-term investment and it's a long-term project that's right that's right so yeah it's really important that we just want to keep sending the message out that nothing happens overnight no and yes a a six-week challenge makes for a sexy before and after, after and it's very marketable. But what's actually going on with that mm. human? They're unfulfilled. They're fucking emotional, probably feel like shit. I don't know, I'm swearing, I'm getting passionate. Um, and yeah, there's just more to that photo. Like what's actually happening? Mm. It's like on that show, The Biggest Loser. Oh yeah. All of them put on the weight plus more yeah. straight after the season. Jesus Christ, they had them doing like nine hours of cardio a day. It's no yeah. surprise. Like, that was brutal. Yeah. That's brutal. They're eating like a lettuce leaf. Yeah. And that's like an extreme version. But now with Instagram and all these photos, we think that it's achievable. Yeah. It's not. And even, um, you know, for myself and Danny, when we diet down for a show, you know, that's the diet. We haven't built all that muscle. And sometimes it can look like that, right? Because we're confined to this little yeah. square on Instagram. Then we can zoom in and zoom out and it's all fine. And, yeah. you know... Of course, we're proud of our hard work, but it's taken years of training and like sticking to our own processes and Mm. working with people and learning and upskilling and and pushing hard, right? So it's that, you know, that last 12 weeks where we drop a considerable amount of body fat, that's just the diet part that we've earned the prereqs to do. And I I always like think about like you know you've got to earn the right to do that Mm. you can't just come in eating 1200 calories running around on a freaking treadmill or doing you know crossfit and shit and Mm. then come in and be like okay i'm gonna shred for six to eight weeks because it's like nope like Mm. even me like doing things over the last six months like dropping my step count like working on these other things that are going to put me in an optimal situation yeah for sure so on to the topic of comp prep 
what do you think qualities of a good comp prep coach would mm. be? Because they're very different. different. Oh, oh, hands down. Can't believe it's great. I love that we agree on that. Yeah. Because comp prep coaching is completely different. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we go batshit crazy, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're looking for a comp prep coach, you need to know that the price is going to be significantly higher. Yeah, man. Don't ever invest in a cheap comp prep coach. No. And if you don't want to put value in that, then maybe like competing actually isn't for you I yeah. have to say it because you got to you cannot stuff around with your mind and body nah. just because you want to do it a cheap way you it's are dangerous. giving someone an open medical profile of your health and fitness <laughs> and telling them to freaking get the black marker out yeah so you'd want to make sure that they're using a bloody goddamn expensive marker mm, you know mm. invest in your comp prep coach um do you know, like when I've inquired with comp prep coaches, I don't even ask how much they charge because I know who I want. Yep. I know the service that they want. Yeah. Whatever. I'll pay for it. I don't yep. give a shit. Like obviously if it's like $500 a week, I'm not going to do it. But, you know. Well, that's the business class service. Well, that depends on what people want. I guess so. But um, we get up our prize of 500 a week. <laughs> <Jeez. huh? laughs> but um, yeah, so like when it comes to comp prep coaches, know that you're going to be probably doubling the price of what a normal just online coach will be, yeah. um, depending on the prep. And what was the actual question? Who would I look for? No, what what qualities? I oh suppose. yeah, qualities. yeah. And I think it's just a more uh, extreme version of what you'd look for in a normal coach that's not comp prep. So. You want it to be an even longer process because mm. they got to build you up. As Sherelle was saying earlier, you know, she doesn't just straight away go into a shred. It's what we do in that building season. That's when we should have the coach. So any comp prep coach who takes people on for like six to eight weeks, think oh, again, yeah. man. I wouldn't even want to do that though as a coach. Like that would be so stressful because when you are prepping, like things have to change a lot more frequently than when you're in sort of something that's long-term, like a slow build or, or anything. Mm. Like they need to be monitoring your body composition a bit yep. more closely um it's a lot more than just scale weight you know um your training has to be pretty darn um, on point in terms of programming yep. because you are more prone to injuries and things like that as well yeah um you know i would say as well emotional and mental support is really important mm-hmm. um because you know it's it's tough comp prep it's really tough yeah and then they need to be there for you after the prep you know they yeah. need to be there for the reverse diet yeah. and there's multiple levels of contact throughout the week usually and you know again it just comes down to those expectations um set right from the start what do you need in a comp prep coach yeah what do you need and are they going to provide it yeah. and i've thought like long and hard about what i need um from a comp prep coach and whether I um, I feel like I'm getting it or not getting it. And, you know, these are personal questions that you ask yourself and yeah. make those decisions on yourself. You know, the person who preps me may not be suitable for prepping you mm-hmm. because we need mm-hmm. different things. Because we have different personality types. We've got different physiques, different goals, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, definitely. Different lives, different, different schedules. Life. Yeah. Like, yeah, just like any relationship, as we've been saying, they need to get to know you for a bit first. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the, the advice that they give out regarding nutrition, mm. uh, you were talking on your story the other day. So just make sure any nutritional advice um, makes sense and adds up. Don't yeah. just accept a meal plan and go, oh, it says it's this many calories. Oh. Put it in my fitness pal. Do you want yeah. to tell everyone what sort of yeah. you've found? Yeah, so for those who um, don't follow me on Instagram, I was on my story the other day talking about um, like just a potential client who came to me um, 
sort of had lost her period and was doing a challenge or coaching with a meal plan. Um, and I asked her to send it through to me. And then when I looked at it all and I added it all up, the calories and everything were wrong anyways from mm. what was prescribed, um, which is scary stuff, man. Yeah. Like when I think about it, it's like on a drug chart at the hospital, someone writing up, you know, a dose and then me as a, as a nurse giving the incorrect dose just because yeah, I freaking actually. feel like it. Mm. Like I think that's scary because, you know, when we added that was like 24 grams of fat. And I thought that is so low for a female, like yeah. ridiculously low. It's no surprise. And it just, you know, it really frustrates me. I suppose we just have to take, we, we're all about empowering, right? Mm. But we're sort of taking it to the next level now and, and saying, well, as a coach, we need to take ownership. But as a client, we need to take ownership as yep. well. We can't just put everything in the hands of someone else. No, nah. and that's mm. what I, yeah, like don't hand over your medical files so easily. Mm. You know, build that trust um, and don't trust them. Make them earn it. Like make them, um, make them prove that to you, you yeah. know. And as well, like this is why, like I think, you know, meal plans have their time and a place. But, you know, Danny was mentioning earlier, like having, education alongside is so invaluable to go with that yeah for sure so if you do receive a meal plan you know ask why as we mentioned earlier okay cool why am i eating this on this day and again can they actually answer it Mm. how specific is the meal plan does it just say one handful of nuts or does it tell you which type of nut you know and you know i've seen this before and (laughs) it's like wait do i have brazil nuts or almonds the fats would be completely double but you know you don't know what you don't know Mm. so you know like meal plans are a great starting point but you need to be taking it upon yourself that if you're eating a certain meal you know oh what's the macro breakdown of this you know what's Mm. in that is it balanced is it you know you need to be start looking beyond just what you're eating um, yeah and what's in what you're eating and why you're eating what you're eating invest in the how not just the what yeah because then then that will set you up in a situation to leave your coach but then feel confident to do it on your own and not have Mm. to jump from one to the next to the next and then be lost it's kind of like studying you don't just which we've done like wrote learn the answers but then you sort of finish the exam you actually don't know it you need to ask yourself okay well why is that the answer and then you'll be able to apply it in everyday life and that's how that's the longevity of Mm. everything I literally just wrote an email about this yesterday Um, I was talking about how like in high school you know it is rote learning Mm. and this is why I recognize now why I sucked in high school is because I don't learn like just rote learning I need to understand the deeper meaning of things to be able to apply it and that's the same with anything if you want to excel in everything because in there's a million ways to do everything in the world so how are you going to have your unique point of difference or your own perception of things if you don't understand comprehensively Mm. the mechanisms behind it to develop new ones and new ideas and new ways of doing rather than just thinking and being yeah and just a little bit of science on actually memory um, and remembering things if we put some sort of emotional connection to that fact we're we're more likely to remember it Mm. so digesting it in a way that resonates with us will actually help us yeah. remember it yeah. and this is why i feel like i remember so much about sleep because i've been traumatized by insomnia <laughs> well yeah 100 percent. there you go yeah yeah so true but you know um i think as well like something we were talking about offline well i'll say that offline <laughs> is a good coach will let you go yeah that's where you where you choose or yep. what you choose ready to leave the nest like yep. there's nothing worse well some people feel as though 
that they want to hang on to you forever. And it's like, well, okay, are you actually servicing that person and giving them the value or are you just got them on the fishing line again mm. with another fishing analogy <laughs> and not letting them go yeah you've got to be able to remove emotion and like you know it can be hard because you can establish rapports but at the end of the day you know you're paying for a service um and it's okay to outgrow coaches you yeah. know i myself have like outgrown coaches and yeah. it's not because I feel like I'm superior to them mm. it's just like I feel like I've gained the value and I'm ready to move on Brilliant. and that is okay and it's something like I was like internalized and I feel guilty and horrible mm. but then I realized I'm like actually like a good coach would let me go because you don't owe it to anyone yeah what were you sort of feeling guilty about like I was firing them like and that's what a lot of people do they're like how do I how do I let go of my coach you know how do I you know and it's like you just be transparent and honest and right from the start and say like I think I want to try something different yep yep and if they bite back well then that answers the question for them yep you've been you know don't give them something negative to say yeah yeah just be open and transparent and honest yeah so as you said a good coach will let you go they they take you into the to the nest teach you everything they know and then they're ready for you to fly away i reckon it's beautiful well, it's, the pumpkin what's the pumpkin come out oh. of cinderella yeah cinderella exactly yeah so that's really important too um but again all of this you can kind of gauge it from the start it all starts with that initial consult if people do consults mm. over email or whatever, just be careful because you don't actually really get no. to know each other. No. And don't ask for price straight away. As a client, it's not about the price. It's about what you're getting. Obviously, yep. the price needs to fit into your budget. But if you value yourself and the service, you will make that money appear. Like I said, I never asked price from a comp prep coach. If mm-hmm. I wanted that person, I was like, oh, oh, any that coach, person. man. Yeah, sorry, yeah. any coach. Mm. Um, you know, put... Put the value, put the money and the value into the areas that you want to. Yep, that's right. Um, yeah, so we've covered a fair bit. Mm, so we hope that this answered some questions because, yeah, it is um, a hot topic and a pressing question that um, we both get a lot. So, you know, I think we just mm. wanted to highlight that choosing a good coach comes down to who you are as a person yep. what, and what you need and what your goal is. Exactly. Um, Thanks, everyone, for listening. We just wanted to keep today uh, super short and sharp. I had to slow down when I said that. There's been a few tongue twisters today. (laughs) There sure has. Thanks again, guys. If you did enjoy the episode, please do take a screenshot, post it on your Instagram, tag myself, tag Danielle, and of course, tag the Level Up podcast.